On the cover, Eden stands alone, surrounded by her wounded and fallen teammates. Midas bleeds from a gunshot wound. Stitch sits in a ruined dress, cradling the head of an unconscious Graviton. And Sam tries to pick himself up off the ground and onto his unsteady feet. Eden clutches a pistol in one hand and an Italian switchblade in the other. She's covered in cuts and burns, but stares defiantly through her broken sunglasses up at where Princess Zaltana is being held hostage by the two deadliest assassins in the world. Her parents. Wonder World Comics proudly presents The Midnighters, Volume 4, A Slice of Life, Issue 3, Personal Foul. Prepare yourself, dear reader, for another gripping tale of adventure, drama, and self-discovery. This is Wonder World Comics. We open on a shot of Eden, sitting in front of the command center at her base at the Shopco. And an editor's note in the bottom left corner saying, two nights ago. Eden is, uh, you're sitting alone when there's a and your encrypted tablet is ringing. I'm going to answer it. Yeah, and uh, yeah, you pick it up and you can see that uh, you're, you're getting a video call from your mom and dad. I'm going to answer it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, fine. Um, cool, yeah. So why don't you start by giving us yeah, a quick physical description of what you're... Well, let's start with your mom, because she's the one who's calling you right now. What does uh, Meredith Holloway look like? Um, she looks a lot like Eden. Eden definitely takes after her mom. Um, so she's got brown hair. It's in like a really sleek kind of bob just above her shoulders. Um, she's like very graceful and elegant looking. Awesome. Awesome. And she's got a, just a huge smile on her face. And she says, uh, oh, Eden, darling, it's so good to see you. Did, did you get the package we sent you? I did. Awesome, awesome. What do you think? Looks sharp. Excellent. I thought so. Um, yeah, we had that. Uh, I ordered that custom for you. We found this awesome little shop over here. Looks like we're going to be overseas for just a couple more weeks, but it uh, should be pretty. It shouldn't be too much longer. Yeah, I've heard that you have a little team. How's that going? They're they're good. They, yeah. they could use a little polish, I think, but. They're good. Your dad and I saw you on the news the other day. Something about uh, some kind of some sort of time traveler on the bridge looked pretty serious. Yeah, it was. Nice, nice. You uh, staying out of trouble? Nope. Excellent. That's my girl. Your dad kind of leans in from off screen a little bit. He's um, what looks like he's cleaning one of his weapons, as he usually is. Says, uh, sweetheart. Have you ever thought about carrying a gun? I just would feel a lot safer knowing you have one. I think I'm better with the knives. I mean, that is fair. And I'm not saying that uh, you're not. It's just there's a lot of things you can do with a gun that you can't do with knives. Like, you know, attack someone who's more than 200 feet away from you. But they're so loud. I mean, that is true. That is true. But, you know, you don't have to kill people with them. You know, you can shoot people in the knees. <laughs> and uh, 
Meredith cuts in at this point. She's like, Scott, now, darling, we've talked about this before. And uh, your dad kind of chuckles. Okay, all right, all right. Now, what's this I've heard about you going on solo missions with this Shrike character? Eden just uh, shakes her head. (laughs) Okay, I see how it is. Playing it close to the chest. That's fair. Well, uh, we just wanted to check in. Stay safe. Uh, Don't make too many good choices. And uh, we'll uh, hopefully we'll be able to talk to you soon. Yep. Talk to you soon. Bye, sweetheart. Bye. Cool. And as they are hanging up, she's as she's closing the lid on her laptop. Uh, you catch a glimpse through the camera just out the window of whatever safe house they're in. And you see that it is also nighttime wherever they are. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Time zones are funny that way. Time zones are really funny that way. We turn the page and we are back in the present. And we have a close-up shot of a a nice panel that goes all the way across the page takes up the whole like row uh just a close-up of sam's eyes opening one of them is like almost swollen shut you got just cuts and bruises all over your face and you wake up in what looks like the back of an ambulance with a very familiar snuffly brown nose pressed up right against your cheek and a wet tongue licking your face. Waldo. <laughs> right before we regained consciousness, he was wondering, is the nighttime exactly half of the world at all times? Is it evenly divided between day and night? Or does like day leak out a little bit forward, like ahead of the line? in some places or in some you know it's like is it based on the weather like is you know like you know obviously the refraction of light would extend Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. around but like so it's probably a little bit more day than night if you count dawn and dusk at any given time like how big is the night it might not even be that big might even be like Sorry, anyway, that that's it, what... <laughs> there should be a panel that has two Sams in chairs asking each other these questions intermittently. Saffron robes. <laughs> so, so yeah, so our first, our first panel is Sam with his eyes closed. And then the, the next row of panels is this conversation of Sam is having with himself as uh, it's dark outside, but it's slowly getting brighter and brighter. And just as the sun crest the horizon uh we get a panel of sam opening his eyes and the snoofly nose all over your face waldo oh oh where am i he gives you another little bark and um kind of looks down like by his feet and does like a little play bow like he wants you to like throw a ball or something or look at something that he's got i don't know i don't know buddy it's uh kind of hard for me to move right now to be perfectly honest you do what, feel like shit what, what do you what do you got there is there anyone else in this ambulance um the ambulance is stationary the um the back door of it is ajar um looks like waldo nosed it open and that's how he got his way inside and as you look around outside you can see kind of like ash 
and like pieces of paper and stuff falling out of the sky. You can hear people screaming dimly in the background. Your ears are still kind of ringing a little bit. Um, okay, Sam is going to kind of creakily get out of the ambulance and uh, he and Waldo are going to just start kind of walking the opposite direction. If everyone's running one direction, Sam will go the opposite direction, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so as you start walking into the flow of people, you hear Waldo give a kind of a little behind you and you see him trotting back up to you dragging your bandolier in his mouth and his wagging his tail very proudly and it's got like your baseballs and your bat attached to it yeah yeah oh thank you buddy uh yeah this might be good to have so i grab those and throw them on awesome and like the last thing you remember happening was you were sipping the pickle and you weren't you weren't feeling too great, but you powered through and you remember you got on the pickle wall and then Moonflower said something about an assassination attempt and then there was a huge explosion and that's the last thing you remember. Um I'm gonna look around as I'm kinda doing that thing where you know where you kind of start to walk and then you, you start to speed up walking and then mm-hmm. you know I'm doing that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm going to be walking around and trying to, um, you know, do whatever move it is called where I... Absolutely. It definitely sounds like you are assessing the situation. So go ahead and roll 2d6 plus your superior. My superior is zero. Okay, cool. And you don't have guilty marked, do you? No, I have hopeless marked. Okay, cool, cool. Excellent. So 2d6 flat. It's a six. Um, still, still a little bit, uh, <laughs> still a little bit foggy. Still a little bit foggy as you are kind of making your way through the tunnel that, and like you can kind of see the cratered football field again, where there's still kind of like the sparking remnants of uh, head cannon, and then there is a tremendous just. And a clap of thunder and a massive purple lightning bolt blasts out of the sky and straight into the center of the field. And on the receiving end of that is Midas. And he slams into the ground and has just been bolt tackled by Plasma Coil. And kind of looking up from where they crash through, you can see Moonflower, who looks pretty beat up, holding a gun. KT looks absolutely fuming and is just like radiating cosmic energy. And uh, Stitch is in a tattered princess dress, wielding a viciously wielding a parasol. Um, are they all in the middle of the field? They are up above you. Um, kind of up in kind of like the upper walkway area where there's like the food courts and right, stuff. Right, yeah, yeah. We're all yeah. kind of distinctly in sort of different places, I think, like all throughout the field. I'm still in the VIP box. Moonflower went upstairs, I think, to the rafters mm-hmm. where the princess was being um, yeah, assaulted. Yeah, because it is a dome. It is mm-hmm. a dome. 
yeah, so actually, while uh, you're looking up at everyone, why don't we, yeah, let's check in with everyone. Where are you guys at? I don't think Moonflower's in the rafters. I think she... You had been shooting up into the rafters. I'd been shooting up into the rafters. And you had gotten... gotten uh, that far yet. Yeah, Um, not the But I'm kind of a few sections down, I think, from... Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not quite with everyone else. Yep, Princess Zoltana Zemturis is up in the rafters. Oh, yeah. Temporarily safe for the moment. KT, where are you at? I believe the last I recall, I was attempting to help Moonflower fight off the uh, plasma-wielding assassin on the field. Sam's kind of standing, and it was attempting poorly to look, and I think maybe he saw Midas. I don't know how much, if everyone scattered throughout this whole large stadium, he saw, but he's going to pair the Bluetooth device on his communicator and say, uh, hey, y'all, I just woke up from a really weird dream, and it was about the darkness and the light, but uh, what's going on with y'all? Why are you dreaming about me? You know, I'm always dreaming about you, KT. But truly, I mean, I don't feel like we maybe have time for that right now. Like, what's going on? Stitch is going to come over the comms, breathing heavily and panting and say, I I think I got Crimelian taken care of with Midas. But Midas might not be okay. It's kind of messy here right now. And you can just uh, hear fighting and exertion noises over the comms from Midas's end. He is throwing down with plasma coil just in the middle of the crater, uh, kind of the arena within the arena at the center of the arena created by KT's impact, if you will. Uh, But yeah, they are they are having just, yeah, just an all out throwdown slugfest. Most importantly, however, Eden is having a staring match with two very dangerous-looking assassins. I'm not having a staring match. I waved at them. <laughs> then Take I that. had a staring match. <laughs> <laughs> Sam, how do you... Uh, so, you know, like, the, the, the Avengers circle shot, you know, and everyone's standing together and, like, you know, shoulder to shoulder and squaring up? This is like the exact opposite of that. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, no, it's like the, it could be like broken up panels. And mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I mean, Sam's going to run down to the field, to the mid, to that, to the exact center of whatever. But he also says, uh, can you tell me any more about how Minus is not okay? And also like who the hell is Cremelian? But I'm I'm on my way, and he's starting to like run down the steps, straight you know straight towards the field from the you know kind of there's a tunnel out, and he was exited like midway you know, and he just has to run down a couple hundred steps or whatever it is. Yeah. Where are my parents? They have just made a spectacular entrance, and uh, I think are silhouetted up in the rafters. Against the spotlights. Yeah, so staring down at you are the two deadliest assassins in the world, Majira and Alecto. Majira has kind of a kind of dark crimson 
and uh, black kind of cloak and uh, body armor. She has a hood with like red night vision goggles on underneath and uh, has two curved kind of like sword claws coming out of her gauntlets and kind of curving forward over her fists. And Electo is dressed in very high-tech, sleek, like power armor and is carrying the longest sniper rifle anyone has ever seen. <laughs> Knowing what anime is doing these days, that's a bold claim. <laughs> At a certain point, it becomes impractical. Well, it is highly modular. And so right oh, he now, doesn't it, shoot with it. He just hits you over yeah, the head with it. Yeah, like, right now it's in intimidation mode. Oh, okay. Is it also like a halberd or something? It can be. Cool. If you hit anyone over the head with something big enough, it's going to hurt. Yeah, yeah. Anything can be a halberd if you're strong enough. Or at least a polar. Right, right. Starting to wish I brought more knives <laughs> to the sporting event. You never know when you might need them. Electo is going to drop to one knee and prepare to lay down covering fire. And Majira begins to sprint through the rafters towards the princess. What do you do? I'm going to ask KT to get to the princess. Because I don't think I'm going to get there in time. I would like to attempt to roll to defend the princess. Excellent. What does it look like on the page as you move to her valiant defense? Let's find out. That is a four plus a one plus a two for a total of seven. Cool. Are you, and you're not insecure? No, I am angry. Excellent. Good. Good. So that is a total of a seven, which is wonderful because uh, that is a hit. When you defend someone on a hit, you keep them safe and choose one. Add a team to the pool, take influence over someone you protect, or clear a condition. I would like to clear the angry condition, and I'd like to turn off every light inside of the stadium and become the brightest thing there. Awesome. It sounds like you are might be exposing yourself to danger. I am. Excellent. Excellent. I love it. So you rocket into the rafters and just become a blinding white avatar of luminosity. As you throw yourself kind of in front of Princess Zemtouris, Majira is going to like tackle you around the waist and the two blades on her gauntlet shoot out towards the ground on wires and sink into the concrete. And then she just like zip lines, dragging you with her straight down to the ground and through the concrete and into uh, like the orchid dog kitchen uh, for uh, the concession stand. And yeah, she has just completely separated you from your teammates. And that is fine, because she is no longer anywhere near Princess Sultana. Awesome. Stitch, what are you doing? Stitch radios back over the comms to Sam. Um, update on Midas incoming. And she looks across the stadium to where uh, Plasma Coil 
and Midas are sparring and she sees how wrecked he is, how each hit is kind of tearing up suit and leaving him more exposed. And even though she may not necessarily trust Midas, he did come to her aid fighting Crimean and he's a midnighter. So she has supreme trust. Well, not trust respect for him as a hero. So awesome. She is going to interfere and take her needle and flick it towards plasma coil and then pull her hand back and another imitation needle is going to be sewn into her hand and she is going to flick that towards plasma coil until she has done that five times attempting to directly engage her threat amazing so you start stitching together this uh arsenal of deadly projectiles uh go ahead and roll plus danger that is a seven yes that is a hit I would like to take their agency from them um, or take them away from Midas. I want them here. Okay. Um, but you are not then going to be avoiding their blows. Oh, no. Excellent. No. Um, that is one of my favorite things to hear. There uh, will have to be a pretty hard blow before Stitch learns that lesson. <laughs> So uh, you fire this volley of darts across the stadium and down into the arena and all five of them just sink into Plasma Coil's violet and yellow suit. And she uh, kind of whirls around and looks up at you right as you begin to yank her towards you. And uh, at first she starts to kind of like flail as she's getting dragged through the air. But then she does like a pirouetting spin and kind of writes herself in the air and comes flying in with just an electric flying kick right into your sternum and overcharges you with electricity. You feel just this surge of powerful electricity arcing all over you and around your arms and your hands and basically turning you into an electromagnet. And magnetizing you to the metal support beam behind uh, that's like just behind you. And you are completely immobilized unless uh, someone can come to your aid. Ah, what? What did you do? What's your what's your name? Right about then is when Sam, who has vaulted over the railing at the lowest rung and sprinted has been sprinting towards this action mm -hmm. and Sam takes his baseball bat and with full you know malice is going to try and knock the head off this person who's just pinned down stitch amazing it sounded like you were more intending to hurt plasma coil than defend stitch is yeah that definitely definitely absolutely definitely. okay cool yeah, cool i'm attacking plasma coil go ahead and give me that roll plus danger boom there we Ooh. go success freedom and weep incredible yes perfect 10 on a hit you get to pick two from the following list Resist or avoid their blows. Take something from them. Create an opportunity for your allies or impress, surprise, or frighten the opposition. Um, take something from them and create an opportunity for my allies. Awesome. What are you, what are you taking from Plasma Coil? I don't know. What's, what's immediately at hand on their back 
side shoulder that I just ran at, you know? Like, do they have gear strapped on their back? Do they have a helmet? Do they have a, you know, a walkie-talkie? Um, pack? They're kind of like a Bronze Age villain, so they've got tons of straps and pouches and stuff. And then, yeah, they're also wearing, like, their mask that's got, like, their earpiece and stuff in it. I think... Honestly, I think that what makes the most sense to me is in in smashing him in the face with full force with a baseball bat that it knocks the, his helmet off and I take awesome. It, is this a girl or a guy? It is. I was just about to say, um, you you smack plasma coil in the back of the head and see that as the the helmet comes off that that he is in fact a she. Well. She stumbles forward and glares at you with just like fury in her eyes. And you realize this is now personal. And uh, you have you have her full and undivided attention. She is now focused on you and yeah. not Princess Demturis. So she wipes uh, the smear of blood that's dripping out of her nose on the back of her glove and looks at your baseball bat and says, uh, all right, kid, let's dance then. And uh, her, she puts her hands together like she's holding a bat herself, and this violet, crackling energy halberd uh, materializes into existence uh, that's made out of just purple bitch. lightning. <laughs> uh, and so, yeah, she leaps at you and just smashes into you with this and you manage to like block it with your baseball bat but the the electricity just zaps straight through the aluminum and uh into your arms and uh i think you are going to have to take a powerful blow fair enough so for uh, the, record, the bat is is wood it's oh it's is a, it it's a louisville slugger so but i mean it's it still can i can still be electrocuted through it Okay. But then it might also it could either splinter or have a cool like electric pattern through it. Which oh be- yeah, it gets like um yeah you know like a uh, uh like lightning strike scars. It gets yeah. like a cool burn pattern like that all through it. The only thing I'm going to ask as an electrician who's like terribly worried about continuity is electrocuted means you are dead. If not, you're shocked. So we don't want anyone electrocuted yet. That is right. Right. That is that is yeah. the if, cause of death. What if you <laughs> yet? What if you are shocked with enough electricity that it should kill you? You are, are you being shocked electrocuted? with. You are being shocked with enough electricity. <laughs> <laughs> if the editor wishes, there can be a small disclaimer that says an electrician has approved the misuse of this term for comic effect. So yeah, I have one condition, um, and I also I'm mean, yeah. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. How mm-hmm. much electricity I end up getting? Yeah, it might be a full electrocution. We don't know. <laughs> <laughs> might as well be a deflagellation at this oh, point. Oh man! Ooh! Wow! Oh, yeah, that, that, that's probably an electrocution right there. That might be. That is another full success, Southpaw. It is a full hit because I've of the pickle stuff. I just want to. I've never. I don't think I've ever not taken as much of the hit as possible. <laughs> that is just not the Southpaw way. He's extra conductive because of all the pickle juice. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, I it's uh, possible to get hella electrocuted like, and survive. You know, mm-hmm. you've got like Possibly. yeah, all that kind of salt water in you. But you know, you're you're also like got a lot of preservatives and stuff as well. You know, so yeah. I mean, a lot of Gatorade and Gatorade is has that little lightning bolt on it. So maybe mm-hmm. that would mm-hmm. channeled it. And yeah, kind of I think it from stopping my heart by know, by the happen. laws of comic book science. I think yeah, you're, well, you're onto yeah. something. You've seen in the ads how it turns the the sweat a little bit orange. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. maybe my sweat mm-hmm. right now is a yeah. Your sweat is orange. turning into little little tiny pickles. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, yeah. It's pickle colored. It's the pickles. Of course, it's the pickles. The power of the pickles is it's the power of the pickle. The power of the pickle compels you. The power of the pickles has saved me again. I mean, as much as I hated that experience, if I might be the one thing that will keep me alive after this. Amazing. I mean, just as a mechanic, it would not have been a full hit if you hadn't had to, to mark hopeless to. <laughs> That's to true. Pickle That's challenge, though. True. Oh, hubris strikes again. <laughs> Um, so on a 10 plus, uh, you must remove yourself from the situation, flee, pass out, etc. Lose control of yourself or your powers in a terrible way. Or two options from the seven to nine list. And uh, those are lash out verbally, provoke a teammate to full hardy action or take advantage of your influence to inflict the condition. Give ground, your opposition gets an opportunity or you struggle past the pain and mark two conditions. I'm going to give ground and I'm going to struggle past the pain and mark two conditions. Like a true fighter. Do you have two empty conditions to say? I do. I only have one oh. condition marked. I only have one. Yeah. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Midas yeah. is the one who does not have Midas, there we conditions go. to spare. Yeah. Yeah. Three is a lot, though, for a non-Midas to have, so I'm going to have to work on that. So mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. fine. So I did angry and afraid, because I feel like as far as being, you know, shocked by a, you know, a massive amount of electrical current uh angry and afraid made a lot of sense moonflower what are you up to moonflower's been working her way up to the rafters because her dad's still up there Mm -hmm. um i'm going to attempt and i think this probably won't work but i'm going to attempt to sneak up on him from behind yes awesome I think that's probably unleashing your powers. Probably. Hell cool. Yeah. Go ahead and roll plus freak. It's an eight. You know what? Also, real quick, uh, we're just going to put a pause on this roll. You guys are also totally coming together as a team to take on a powerful foe. So we should definitely be getting some team in the pool. Yeah, that might be helpful. Yeah, yeah. Real quick. Yeah. So hold on to that thought of an eight. Um, uh <laughs> So we have one team in the pool to start with, and we add two when we enter battle. So we are up to three team. Um, who is the leader of the team? Moonflower. Moonflower? Yep. Moonflower. Yes. Cool. Moonflower, do you have influence over all of your teammates? I believe I do. Excellent. So we are up to four team in the pool. Uh, Moonflower, what is your purpose in this fight? Save the princess. Does anyone else have a, a different purpose in the fight? Awesome. Awesome. Sounds like we are all on the same page there. So we are up to five team in the pool. Uh, does anyone mistrust Moonflower or anyone else on the team? I guess uh, Midas is not technically included. 
Thank you for that distinction. No, Stitch does not currently distrust the party member who is not currently the, the, the present. The present Midnighters. The only distrustful Midnighter, the young and hopeful, but still cautiously skeptical. Yeah, Midas is um, nursing his wounds in uh, the crater in the middle of the arena. He's, uh, he's, he's looked better, we'll put it that way. To Stitch's defense... She did help him, and by his own admission, he is spoopy. So you are not wrong. I think I think Aiden's still annoyed at Sam because it's his fault. She is at a sporting event, but she doesn't mistrust him. Yeah, I don't mistrust. I know we've talked about this before, but I don't mistrust anyone. Yeah, yeah, cool, cool. Um, so we do not remove a team. Uh, is your team ill prepared or off balance? How do you guys feel about that one? I feel like there's no way I can with a straight face say that we're not well prepared or off balance. Yeah, I mean, last yeah. session I argued slightly for for the other, but it's mm-hmm. I think off South balance by this point is particularly off balance. Yeah, but, I, I mean, knocked unconscious and then almost immediately thereafter, <laughs> you know, just get, get yeah. lucky to not be killed by a lightning strike. Jolted uh, right back awake. Yeah. Eden yeah. just got roasted by the kiss can. I think yeah. she's, she's still got that on her mind. Mm-hmm. That, mm-hmm. That's fresh. Yeah. Stitch is magnetized to a beam still because Sam was unsuccessful <laughs> in mm-hmm. freeing her. Not that's necessarily. True. That's definitely not true, I thought. <laughs> oh, wait. What, was, it, was it designated that's, that she got free? I didn't think that, that was... That was the one thing I said for sure. To create an opportunity. Oh, yeah, no, being, that... Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, maybe that hasn't happened yet. In, yeah, no, no, maybe that, that yeah, part yeah, hasn't been. But that is that imminent, be. yes. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, yeah. But, um, yeah, still, uh, I think, yeah, you might uh, might be a little ill-prepared as a whole. So we have four team now going into the this fight, which is good because... Did you count captain? Oh, I did not. And Moonflower is the team captain. So we are back up to five team. Um, and also, Eden, if you would like to mark a condition, you can prevent the removal of the team for being ill-prepared or off-balance. No. Cool. Five is enough. Five is plenty. <laughs> All right. Speaking I don't of, like my conditions marked. Speaking of five team, uh, Eden, you have rolled an eight. Uh, does anyone want to assist Eden on sneaking up on her dad? Or it can be... It's fine if we don't want to use the team for that. I've got a backup plan. Cool. Technically speaking, I believe the stadium is still pitch black. It is still quite dark. Yep, I think KT could potentially be pitching one team already for free. But And um, I don't know if we've done it so far, but you can use team selfishly. That is true. Yeah, you can spend team yourself. To instead of giving, it has to be uh, something, an action that's kind of at the expense of your teammates. Uh, but instead of giving a plus one to the role, you actually shift your own labels immediately. You know, shifting up the label of whatever you're rolling to effectively give you a role. But it like, you know, it's changes you a little bit to be selfish and spend that team that way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fun side note. Interesting. Uh-huh. <laughs> interesting <laughs> uh oh should we not have told <laughs> should yeah, we not was... have told Eden about this <laughs> I mean Stitch was gonna bring it up one way or the other 
I'd rather it come up now than later. No, no, no. You now all know what's coming. <laughs> no, it's it's excellent. So yeah, if you were gonna do something that was very selfish or put your teammates at risk or kind of put them down, uh, you could totally uh spend a team yourself and shift your own labels. Um I'm just trying to think like how I want to play this. I also would not mind shifting my labels. <laughs> Since Michael stole a superior from me last <laughs> two sessions ago. Um, I, I, I'm fine just leaving this at an eight, honestly. Okay, cool, cool. Awesome. So you guys still have uh, five team in the pool. Awesome. So on a seven to nine, you do it. Uh, and you can, but you can mark a condition or I will tell you how the effect is unstable or temporary. Tell me how it's unstable or temporary. You are dead quiet. Your shoes make no sound as you dash across the metal framework. And uh, your dad is staring down the scope of his sniper rifle, trying to get a clear shot. And you leap at him from behind and slash your knife. And it goes straight through the perfect hologram of your father that you were attacking and very temporary way and he uh steps out from behind the pillar kind of next to you and is still like surprised that you're there you know he wasn't expecting someone to be up near him nor attacking his hologram so yeah you've made it to him you don't quite have the drop on him however i'd like to provoke him awesome how are you going to what do you say and what are you trying to get him to do? I am actually not even going to say anything. I'm just going to engage in some friendly hand-to-hand combat. <sighs> um, but in the process of doing that, I am about to do something so stupid. <laughs> I am going to um, pretend to lose my footing. Um, and fall from the rafters, assuming he'd rather go after me than the princess. Oh oh, 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 oh my god. Oh my god. So I believe I roll superior for that? Yeah, you definitely go ahead and roll superior. (laughs) We're just gonna see how this free fall goes. That is a six. (laughs) So we do have five team in the pool. Just throw it out there. Uh, like it's more potential, right? What was the uh, superior role for? What was was that a move? Uh, to that was me provoking my. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> okay. Superior provoke. Okay. Yeah. And it didn't work. Oh gosh. I mean, yeah. If you want to mark potential, you can just leave that as a six. Or I mean, uh, we can spend some team to get it up to uh, a hit. Well, I, so, I'm just so, falling now, so I let the, the team make yeah, Are you down to out. just plummet all the way into the crater with Midas? <laughs> so, so I guess what... Falling into the limitless darkness. Okay, so going back to last episode, we're going to do a quick rewind and retcon, and Stitch absolutely heard what long hair ponytail asshole face said. And heard Eden's real name. And when she sees her plummeting, she just says, Eden, no! 
And that just hearing his daughter's name is enough to probably snap her father out of his professional duties to notice what's happening, to really consider the implications. So uh, that totally works. So um, we're down to four teams, and that gets bumped up to a seven, which is a partial success. Cool. So when you provoke someone susceptible to your words, say what you're trying to get them to do. Um, so you're trying to get him to, uh, A, save you, but B, not be going after Princess Amturis. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Um, and uh, so on a hit, they rise to the bait. On a seven and nine, they can instead choose to stumble and you get plus one forward against them. They err and you gain a critical opportunity or they overreact and you gain influence over them. I'm going to say that they so uh his helmet is cool it only has like a, a single eye in the center of it and, like completely covers his face uh but we get a panel of it staring down the uh the scope of his rifle at princess zaltana and then a panel of eden falling and stitch's face and the the word bubble and then we see the the eye Oculus just kind of like twitch subtly to the side. Yeah, so I think you are, yeah, your team is going to gain a critical opportunity as he is going to, so he's like crouched on the rafters and he just dives, swan dives straight down uh, and then like fires a grapple, his grappling hook down to catch you and uh, swing kind of into the ground and you hit the concrete pretty hard, but he takes the brunt of it and uh, you kind of roll into some chairs in the stands off to the side. But you are largely unharmed, and Princess Zoltana is temporarily safe. We're so far away from her right now. <laughs> uh, KT, you are a floor below in the kitchen of the Orca Dog Shack. How are, how are things going? I am going to wrap my spindly little arms around Moonflower's <laughs> mother, and uh, I'm going to directly engage a threat. Awesome. Taking on a deadly assassin in hand-to-hand combat. Let's see how it goes. Uh, yes. Roll plus a danger. Ooh, that is a six plus a four plus a minus one. For a nine total. Okay. We have a partial success. Uh, is there anyone who could offer assistance with team? Or are also spread out, right? I know. <laughs> I am going to... I guess that I'm was... I'm going to pick one. I'm going what? to frighten the opposition. The Mantis is... Not many people know this, but the Mantis is actually uh, one if not the greatest hand-to-hand combat artist on the planet. Um, And when you were kind of hanging out with him right after you had first arrived on Earth, he did give you some some of the basics. But Majira uh, has been doing this her whole life. And you throw a punch and she quickly like reverses it and gets you in like a headlock. What crazy wild space power do you manifest to surprise, impress, and or frighten her. She wraps me in a headlock 
And KT shall smile and say, you are one of the greatest fighters on the planet. And now we shall see how wonderful you are in your planet. And I shall phase us both lower into the ground. And I will plummet as far as she is willing to hold on to me. The answer to that question is not very. <laughs> um, <laughs> that uh, you uh, you can't see her her face, but the uh, the little oculuses in her night vision goggles, like all six of them, go wide at that, <laughs> and you phase down through the floor, and you make it about like one floor to the seats below when she. Because you did not resist or avoid her blows. Negative. So you plummet straight down. She lets go of you. Yes. Fires her grapnel and kind of like swings up and out into the middle of the field. Instead of going for you, she takes a swipe at Midas with uh, one of her claws. I would like to follow her at a reasonable distance. Pulsing light everywhere shedding it off of me like a fish shedding water from its scales yeah you go flying after her and tackle her to the ground and uh you both kind of go tumbling through the dirt she kind of flips up onto her feet and skids to a stop in a three-point hero stance and the two of you are kind of staring at each other and then she looks over your shoulder and says Ooh, that doesn't look good. And you turn around and Midas is uh, looking at his hand where she grazed him across the palm. But it was deep enough to cut through suit and you can see his hand where it's cut. The blood is starting to turn like a sickly green. And his, uh, his whole hand is kind of like starting to shake and tremble and he is not moving. I shall tap my tap my communicator and open broadcast to the rest of the team. I am not sure if your species is supposed to have color changing blood. We might have a situation over here. I would say you do. I shall uh, stare at Madeira and I shall ask her, you seem to be of the same type of life form as the rest of my opponents. I wonder if you need to breathe. And I shall dive towards her again. She'll say, uh, well, it depends on whether or not you need your friends. Uh, she's not going to really, like, try and stop you. She's not really fighting back. But she does say, uh, because without me, he does not have very long to live. I shall... <laughs> I shall let your daughter know then you killed her friend. (laughs) You see, it's a proprietary neurotoxin. I blended it myself. Not too fast acting, but very painful and extremely deadly. I doubt even your precious Belladonna could whip up an antitoxin in time before it crept into his heart and... uh, your dear boy here drew his last breath. Fortunately for you, I hid an antitoxin somewhere in this city. 
I would like to roll to provoke. What are you doing to provoke Majira? Because I... uh, she is an adult, and I, I don't know. Hmm. Yeah. What a... This is correct. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Listen, sweetheart. Uh... I get that you're new around here, so let me explain how this works. This is the part where you play the hero and go save your friend while we take the princess and leave. Surely she's trying to shift his labels. And Oh, absolutely. She is definitely telling you, KT, that you are, you're obviously trying to be a hero. So go be a hero. Go increase your savior, or yeah, increase your savior, lower your superior, and just do what you're supposed to do. If you agree to her terms, she'll tell you where the antitoxin is. And uh, you might even get Midas there in time. I shall. I shall. Uh, I have a passive move. Alien ways. I can openly disregard Earth ways to raise my superior and lower a different label. First, you have to accept or reject her influence. I reject. Well, I have to roll to reject, don't I? Yes, yes. All right. It is a roll. So that you can reject. Yes. That is a four plus one for a five total. So on a miss, their words hit you hard. Mark a condition and the GM will adjust your labels. Alrighty. Um, let's go, uh, let's go insecure. Cool. And I think I'm going to lower your savior and raise your freak. Alrighty. You do not feel like a hero right now, and you're not really sure what you are supposed to feel like. And also, just as kind of an aside, because I don't want you to feel like I'm just kind of poo-pooing your move there. <laughs> um, I, I don't think it's necessarily meant to be like a, in response to rejecting someone's influence, but it can trigger like literally any time you do something weird and alien. Right. Like. No, I got you. Yeah, yeah. Um. I'd like to call her bluff and fly at her, grab her, and rock it straight up. And go, you will stop messing around. You will help. You will knock this off. I am not from here. I am not part of their family. I don't think they would care if I, like the Tungvarian lungfish, break off on my own to see whether or not I survive in the endless night. That, I think, definitely triggers your alien ways. So, I think technically right now I cannot raise my superior any higher, but I, uh, shall, lower, uh, I shall lower my danger. So, if you, if you would go to lower or shift a label and you can't, you have to mark a condition instead. Mm-hmm. Let's go angry as well. Everyone on this team is so angry. <laughs> I mean, it has been a day. Why can't Stitch get angry, like, trying to fail rolls, trying to get hit? I have one condition, and I'm fine. God damn it. Speaking of Stitch, um, you have all kind of heard this exchange over the comms, and uh, KT has once again vanished into the stratosphere with one of the villains. Technically, they can... They can see me quite nicely in the stratosphere. <laughs> Technically visible high above in the stratosphere. 
Eden has been listening to all this, but she's still trying to, to get back to the rafters. My dad's kind of like, he's he's kind of out for now, right? He was a little shaken by that. Oh, okay. He's, he's not going to let his daughter die, but he is a professional and has a job to do. Yeah, yeah. Um, like he, I think he would definitely kind of give you like an awkward kind of like shoulder pat and a nod. I mean, I guess Eden is still focused on the princess and not Midas. Cool. Just because the princess is the mission. Mm -hmm. He's going to, as you guys are kind of like standing up back to your feet, we just have kind of a a panel and he kind of like pats you on the shoulder. Says, uh, I like the gun. Thanks. Still loud. You get used to it. You get hearing damage. Tactical earplugs. They actually detect the sound of a gunshot and can block out the dangerous decibels. They also make it easier for someone to sneak up on you. Okay, now you're just being... (laughs) (laughs) And he just kind of storms out. (laughs) Teenagers, man. Um... Stitch, what are you doing? Did we fully resolve the uh, what all happened with Sam? Did he free me? How did he free me? Yes. Oh, yes, absolutely. Yes. So Plasma Coil definitely has her full and undivided attention on Sam. And after she took a hit in the back of the head, she lost her focus and was unable to maintain her electrical bonds. And uh, you definitely have an opportunity to escape. All right, so the panel just shows the electrical aura dissipating and Stitch falling from this beam that suspended her a couple feet to the ground, and she just strides forward over to Plasma Coil, reaches around to her collar and pulls it towards her and said, I asked what your name was. She's provoking her. <laughs> um, could you also be piercing the mask? Oh. Are you, are you actually trying to see what kind of person she is, or are you trying to find out what their name is? Yeah, I guess provoking someone, she doesn't. There's not necessarily something that she tells me her name. I'm piercing her mask, not necessarily mm-hmm. intentionally, but uh huh. But no, I think I, you I, are. I need yeah. more than plasma coil. My, mm-hmm. you got to get her name right. My lesson is dictating that I I have to have her name. So yeah, here we go. Roll plus mundane. That so is a four. So that's a four. Um, Mark potential. There we, do we have, go. We do have four team in the pool. Uh, no, I'm not using teams. No, this is... We are marking potential here. What happens on a miss when I try to pierce the mask? Uh, I get to make a move. Ooh, perfect. In the meantime, Stitch believes she's embodied one of her lessons unless the GM... Oh, I totally, no, I totally think you were definitely embodying one of your lessons. That makes the most sense. She is going to shift her mundane up one because she is getting things right. And in consequence, her freak is going to go down to zero. Awesome. She's catching on. She's fitting in. Even if it doesn't always work out, she's getting in the habit. And uh, a plasma coil stares you straight back in the face with her violet eyes and says, uh, my name's not important. What's important 
is that you kids have already lost. And she, uh, her entire body turns into a violet bolt of lightning as uh, she does another lightning rush and flows between your fingers and around you in a bolt of electricity up into the rafters to where Princess Zumturis is hiding and takes her into custody and starts to make her way towards the hole in the roof to make her escape. Well, that simply cannot be allowed. So how far did she fly up? She she's um, very far away now. She bolted. She's up into the rafters, probably good, like 12, 15 feet above you. Um, Southpaw, you are also right there. Yeah. <laughs> I look, I'm like classic. It's so great. The freaking Christopher Lloyd explosion hair and, you know, <laughs> dirt, dirt on the face, you know, it's, uh, it's pretty great. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know what I can do about any of that. I don't know about. I don't think I can do much about that. I mean, she's how far away? Uh, at the top of the dome now, or near the top? You know, up a hot mm-hmm. like near the top. She's like, yeah, 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 in the like a spider works of you know metal and stuff. And you're you still know. on the field. Yeah, I'm all the way down on the ground. <laughs> this venue is fun, but it is way too big. <laughs> Stitch is just going to jump up and follow her. Um, She's kind of caught in a loop right now. There's a few panels that just show she's very angry and upset. She has not been able to resolve her lesson. And (laughs) she is just going to put her hands together above her head and say, I need you to tell me your name and just physically attack Plasma Coil at this point. Awesome. What is what does this uh attack look like? Um she's unreasonable right now. This is her third attempt. Her hands are doubled up, fingers clasped, you know, finger and finger above her head, and she's she's coming down on her head just hammer fist. <laughs> Amazing. Uh go ahead and roll plus danger. Directly engage a threat. Do it. <laughs> there we go. So that's a five. That and is you, a five. You said you wanted to mark a lot of potential tonight. Yes. <laughs> Finally happening. Is, uh, we, we got team in the pool. Sam can help with this. He's going to throw a baseball. Right when she ch- jumps away to go steal the princess, he chucks a baseball so that, you know, maybe when it catches up with her it kind of alters uh her trajectory oh do i still get to mark potential not if not if you succeed yeah yeah yeah. i guess i should say i mean i'll throw a baseball either way because that might not be enough someone else would have to do something but i'm Mm -hmm. gonna i just want to throw i just want to throw you can also just throw a baseball absolutely exactly (laughs) you're throwing a baseball anyway um yeah Awesome. Let's call that not purpose. team there, in a separate there is move. Purpose to this one. But if we want to try and really, you know, or if, yeah. if there's a way to make sense for someone else to help. Yeah, yeah. Stitch, if you want to, if you want to mark potential and, and accept the miss, then that's totally fine as well. Stitch needs to learn some lessons. She hasn't really had repercussions of any of her actions yet. 
no one's checked her. As a newborn, she needs to be checked. So, um, Plasma Coil catches you with one hand, just kind of like grabs you by the neck out of midair and uh, kind of looks at you and just says, uh, to you, kid, I'm out of your league. And she just fries you head to toe with lightning. Uh, Just electrifies every single fiber in your body before uh, taking a baseball to the forehead. That sure sounds like a powerful blow. All right. One condition marked. Let's see what we got here. Oh, a success. What do you know? So good. Oh, a huge 10 on a powerful blow. Do you have potential on a powerful blow or is that just your only on a miss when you stand strong? Okay, never mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Consequences of my Mm -hmm. actions. Mm hmm. Um, so yeah, you, so she loses control of herself or her powers in a terrible way. It's only appropriate. Her lessons aren't going right. Things are going wrong. She's asking a simple question and can't get a single answer. And she has lost control of herself in a terrible way. You are in pain and angry and just upset that this person won't tell you their name and uh you start uh just unleashing just a storm a tornado of thread just lashing out in every direction just trying to get this person off of you trying to pull something between you trying to just get like pull yourself away and you uh so looking up at Stitch above you being electrocuted, you guys can see uh, ropes and threads shooting out in every direction and latching on to support beams and doorways and glass and metal and chairs and like plastic cups and just start pulling on everything. And the entire structure starts to creak and groan. And there is a snap and the shearing screech of twisting metal and the entire kind of section of the dome uh, around Stitch begins to collapse. And there is just a huge plume of dust and rubble and a cacophony of sound. Is Stitch near the princess, or is that kind of happening? In yeah, yeah, no, she was kind of right next to the princess. <laughs> Very. So, before anything else happens, have I caused collateral damage in the execution of one of my lessons? What? No, never. Not even a little bit. Yes, absolutely. That is a full advancement track right there. Ooh, yeah. Let's and go. Stitch is going to take the move. Evolve. Ooh, you already know what you're getting. Absolutely. Yeah. What? Does... Or actually, well, I say evolve. It's called a mind of their own. Stitch's powers evolve and mutate. When you are facing an obstacle or threat that your powers would not be able to deal with, you can mark a condition to grant, uh, gain brand new abilities adapted to the situation. You lose oh. these new powers once the danger is gone. <gasps> god that is so perfect that's so awesome 
Sam, you chuck a baseball and you bean plasma coil right between the eyes and she lets go of Stitch right as the building starts to collapse. What do you do? Me? Yes, you. Yeah, I mean, in the dim light of falling girders and glass, um, is the is the princess also falling, or is the uh, plasma person have? Uh, uh, or have you have you have lost sight of plasma coil and the princess. Yeah, I'll just so I'm like slow mo. Things falling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sam's running though to like to like catch falling stitch. If stitch is falling from the sky, or is that is that what's yeah. happening? Yeah, I mean, it sounds like you're defending stitch. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm trying to save stitch. Yeah, absolutely. Um, awesome. Okay, Go I ahead. Just wasn't clear on what was like happening, but yes, okay, okay, yes, no, that is exactly what is happening, and it sounds like you are exactly rolling to defend. Yeah. So go ahead and roll plus savior. It's a nine. It's a nine. And there is four team in the pool. I'd like to use a team. Excellent. How do you how do you step in to help save Stitch slash get your team away from the collapsing rubble? So he well Southpaw's trying to locate there's a lot going on right now Stitch is plummeting from the rafters and Southpaw is trying to catch her and while the building is kind of falling around uh, falling down in general around you and to be be clear I do catch her or I can catch her yes yes but but also while this is happening the purple lightning person is running off with the princess this is correct as well so or at least attempting to yeah um yeah if it puts you out of position to try and salvage it you know and not let them get away with the princess then don't worry about it well i have i have an idea so we established last time that what what, what is what is her name who are we fighting uh plasma coil plasma we never got coil. her name we could never be sure yeah, yeah you never got her name uh, I mean, you um, might... I've forgotten plasma coil like twenty times now. Um, I know plasma. <laughs> so I I can distract plasma coil, which we um. You did read that in the files. We did read that in the files that she is easily distractible. She has to she has to concentrate to use her powers. Yes. So I think that um, Eden has been trying to get back up to the rafters, like. Uh, this like basically since she and her dad parted ways, um, she's taking a different route than he is. But she's trying to get back up there because that's where the princess is. I think she is part way up and she is near the sound box. Um, so she is going to distract plasma coil by turning the music in the stadium all the way up. Um. So we are just listening to um Song my... Two by Blue. <laughs> no, not that one. <laughs> we're listening to My Songs Know What You Did in the Dark by Fallout Boy at like an uncomfortable volume. Yes. Yes. My dad will apparently be fine since he has his, his noise canceling earplugs. Yeah. 
but um, I, I think everyone else is going to be a little rattled because this is breaking every noise ordinance in the city right now. <laughs> uh, as Southpaw is running to catch the falling stitch, you spot Plasma Coil lining up a parting shot at the two of them and crank the volume on the speakers, just completely blast the eardrums out, uh, out of her. <laughs> She's, uh, she was like swinging, like she was like hanging off one of the speakers. Her like ribs almost shake apart from just the sheer teeth shattering decibels. You see her let go of the princess and then you lose track of them in the dust and the rubble. But that's a hit for Southpaw. The full that hit. is a full success. So on a hit, you keep them safe. And uh, you get to add a team to the pool, take influence over someone you protect, or clear a condition. I can clear a condition. Awesome. Um, not so hopeless anymore. Yeah, there we go. You've overcome the, the pickle sip challenge, officially. Yep. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. <laughs> I'm also still just running around this huge stadium. Um, But I am, since I'm aware that my dad is still somewhere looking at large. Yeah. um, So before he was using a, a little Trixie holographic projector. He was. I would like to say that I picked that up and would like to do something with it. That's very distracting. I don't, I don't know exactly. I don't know if I can like, I don't know exactly what the capabilities of this thing are, but. Um, I mean, it sounds like it unleash your powers to sort of retroactively pickpocket your dad and <laughs> use this device. Which is incredible. I absolutely love the idea. It's amazing. Yeah, I can roll to unleash my power. Yeah, go ahead and give us a quick roll plus freak. You know, that's a four. <laughs> I don't think that one's worth... Um... <laughs> I don't think that's worth using. Seeing to... Well, I don't even think we can. So, I'll just... Uh... You, uh, like, pull the device out of your pocket and, like, go to flip it on and throw it and the thing just electrocutes you in your hand. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Electrocute. You're dead. Oh, well, damn it. <laughs> Kyra. The flower retroactively died. <laughs> Kyra, I'm going to have to ask for your character sheet. <laughs> um, I won't hold you to that. It's just something I noticed in Brooklyn. <laughs> City that I was just like, they're not being electrocuted. That means they're dead. That's We're gonna find <laughs> Michael's the type of GM who frames the sheet and puts it on the wall in memorandum, or if he's the type to crumple it into a little ball and throw it in the fireplace. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. It, so the device shocks you uh, with a lot of electricity. There's a lot of that going around tonight. Uh-huh, uh-huh. As you kind of, like, collapse to your knees and look up through kind of the, the hole in the roof 
and you can see kind of the silhouette of your father and he's got the princess kind of like under one arm and is like holding down a button on his suit in the other like electrifying his missing gadget and looking at you disappointedly uh go ahead and roll to take a powerful blow but do i get to mark potential you do get to mark potential you do get to mark potential well that's a six hey that's excellent that's the only one you do want to roll low on so on a miss you stand strong uh you get to mark potential as normal so you get another one uh tell us how you weather this blow so wait, I get a, another potential? You do, you do. Wow, this is actually an okay deal for me then. Right? <laughs> not bad, not bad. Um, I think that I know my dad, and I had picked this up hoping it could be useful, but I think as soon as I see it kind of starting to spark, I'm mm-hmm. wary enough to uh-huh. sort of yeah. slide. Yeah, the the condescending look he gives you is more like, come on, you knew that wouldn't work. (laughs) We're going to get one last quick scene of KT and Majira. Where are you right now, KT? I believe my exact words were rocketing upwards. So I think we are probably at the 15 or 2000 foot mark. Above the uh, above the city, Majira uh, is just uh, saying calmly uh, through the calm lane. You can do whatever you like to me, sweetheart. Your friend is already dead. Then I have no reason to save you, and I let her go and rocket back towards my friend. Okay, uh, as you let go of Majira, uh, one of her the six. Oculus's on her night vision goggles winks at you. And then you lose track of her in the clouds. I shall rocket back and I'd like to roll to defend. Specifically, I'd like to pick his arm up, hold my hand over the cut, and see if I can alter the field of gravity between his hand and mine to pull as much of the poison that I think might be there out of his system. Okay. Go ahead and roll plus savior and don't miss. Especially because Theo's not here, so it'd be a real shame if he died. That is a three plus a two plus a one for six total. (sighs) Three team in the pool? I'm just saying, I'm just saying it would suck for Theo, but story-wise, um, <laughs> uh, uh? I, this this there are more our ratings. Boosts our ratings through the roof. Just you know what? <laughs> you know what? You make a good point. No bad, no bad idea. Free. You make a good point. Um, so I think we might actually end it here on the cliffhanger of the team. Coming back together, bloodied and bruised, and kind of rallying around Midas, who is holding his hand and trying not to move as this poison is crawling its way through his veins. 
Wonder World Comics is an actual play podcast of Masks, A New Generation, by Brendan Conway. This issue was GM'd by Michael Dunham, who can be found on Twitter at Galvanic Man. Southpaw is played by Charlie Smiley, who can be found on Instagram at Big Sky Charlie. Moonflower is played by Kyra Nelson, who can be found on Twitter at Kyra M. Nelson. Graviton is played by Sawyer A. The Righteous Flame is played by Theodore Hampton, who can be found on his website at theohamptonphoto.com. Stitch is played by Justin Reed, who can be found on Twitter at www.comicsstitch. Wonderworld Comics is produced and edited by Michael Dunham. The music is from Dvorak Symphony No. 9. Do you have questions or comments? You can get a hold of us on Twitter at www.comicspodcast or send us an email at www.comicspodcast at gmail.com.